0: Oh, greetings there, travelers. Welcome back to the end of the Seven Dice. I do hope you enjoyed our guest episodes. They were a lot of fun. Uh, Me and Wingover have been listening to those podcasts for some time. He still doesn't know what the word podcast means, but that's okay. They've just been fantastic, and I got to give props to all those people who came on. If you haven't already checked them out, then I highly suggest you get on over there and give those four a listen, because they're going to blow your mind. Well, it looks like Wingover's calling you on over.
1: Greetings there, travelers. It is I, Wingover Gimbrell, famous gnome bard. I hope you enjoyed your time with Undeify. Yes, it was a, It was quite a fun adventure to see what, what's going on outside of Death Shift. I mean, we have our mini-sets, but this is just something else, you know. It's real good. But now we're back. We're back to old Death Shift. And this episode's going to be kind of, a uh, It's a a really good one, this tale, whereas we're gonna just try to get the party on the same page, all the eggs in the same basket, so to speak. And make sure you stick around for the end travelers, because we have another special promo from Not White Heroes. These uh, wonderful bards actually managed to gather up many different tales of different lands and kingdoms from all sorts of people in the community, myself included. And then they constructed this world, and they're running a wonderful little story in it, so you should definitely check that out, because there are some pretty cool characters and some uh, world-building things that you'll really enjoy. So go ahead and check out Not Quite Heroes, and stick around at the end for their promo. Uh, but, let's see, we have some people from battle bands. Where are they? They were supposed to be here a little bit ago, Travelers. I don't know where they... Whoa! What the frick? Okay, um... And your name?
0: I am clone number 5563. I hope you enjoy my stay here at the Inn of the Seven Dice. I am here to tell you about MetalBards.com. They bring amazing sound effects and music to the table. Enjoy things like... Market ambience or an alchemist lab Use this to really amp up your
1: game and use the promo code Ballad seven dice for 15% off All right, the, yeah, um, thanks. That's cure cool and all but like what the frick you just came in like out of nowhere. You're not allowed to use magic in here. I put a sign outside Did you see it? Did you see the sign? I did not Though I did not look for a sign. Well, there you go. Didn't even look for a sign. Oh my... Do you do this at every establishment? Do you just, like, go get groceries and you pop right in and they're all like, what the frick? Yes. Well, that's incredibly inconsiderate. You should really think about that. Honestly. I'm a little... What? Go sit. Sorry worry about that, travelers. These battle Battlebards people, there are all so, so many extraordinary powers and stuff. It's, I guess you need that if you're making all those sounds. But anyways travelers, let's get on to this tale. Let's jump back into the seat with death shift. Let's see what they're. Up to! I bring you a sit down at the Volga unicorn.
2: Hey, I'm Bright, and I'm playing Kalsar, the Tiefling Paladin, and Chosen of the Atifa.
3: Hi, uh, I'm Humberto, and I'm playing Bordon, Dwarven Cleric, and Chosen of Time.
4: I'm Evan, and I'm playing Ronnie, the Half-Elf Bard, and Chosen of Chaos. Hey,
5: I'm Robert, and I'm playing MZ, the Gith Yankee Ranger,
3: in Chosen, Chosen. What?
1: The heroes had just managed to get away from this mansion and the stress was really getting to them. After a brief conversation with Astoria, they all decided that they needed to really get out and just get some air. Well, Ronnie that is, after he received his new wonderful golden suit. So, Ronnie went off and showed off his suit and got a number of advertisements with Enzy close to follow. And Kelsar and Bordon had a heart-to-heart really just hashing it out how they're feeling and their frustrations and their worries. And now they're all back together again, standing there in the Market Square. And you guys guys are there, there. it's starting starting to dip dip a little bit, bit. probably like around around 2 o'clock now, now. and the
0: Marketplace is still fairly busy.
2: So I'm just saying, Gorodon, that worst case scenario, we all get killed, second worst
3: case, Artie gets killed. Like, I guess but what I'm really concerned about and of course dying is bad but what's the actual toll of us dying you know like to be honest even worse than dying is being caught and sent to prison regardless if it is by the guards or by our enemy right? good points if they just imprison us forever it doesn't matter if we had like gazillion lives
2: wouldn't Astoria maybe
3: get us out there would her the question is I mean and I know that we are important but I don't feel that we are important enough to have like an entire campaign just you know to to break us out of you know of, out of prison or something and I mean maybe here inside the city like she could use her influence to get us out of prison, but the truth is, if it's our enemy, it it won't be as merciful. I don't feel he would just kill us three times.
2: That's a good point. No, you got a good point. Well, well, we'll settle that later. I uh, I think where people are starting to look, look at us. Um. So, anyways, uh, guys, I think we should, I think we should stick together and um, maybe at some point head to the vulgar Unicorn. You know. Meet old, our buddy Officer Marty.
4: Wait, I thought we were just doing that to get away from him. We weren't actually going to the vault unicorn, are we? Well, you
3: know. I mean, we could just go there and check on him to know if he he wasn't killed or anything like that.
2: Yeah, I I, I I'd like I'd feel better knowing that he's alive. Have peace of mind.
4: I feel like every time we've gone there, we've been attacked.
2: <laughs> That's yeah. A very good point, Ronnie. Hey, <laughs> hey, wait, wait, no. Ronnie, you can show off your new jacket, you know, maybe pick up a few girls.
4: Right? I gotta go where the rich people are to show off my jacket.
3: This very fancy jacket, amazing jacket, I've never seen such a good jacket, flip page. Oh my <laughs> god, Ronnie, that's so amazing. Alright, oh, I'll no, turn it down a little. Thanks, <laughs> Wargon. Hey,
0: Uh, the Vulgar Unicorn has a pretty extensive, uh, clientele. I mean, don't you want everyone to know about how awesome your jacket is? Alright, alright, alright. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Alright! Come on, Ronnie! So you guys travel for a bit, and you head on to the Vulgar Unicorn. And you guys walk back a bit of the ways you came. And you manage to find that sign swinging with that unicorn rearing, ready to go, hooves up in the air. And as you enter there, there's the woman behind the bar, and she looks up. Oh, it's you again, Ronnie. Was it?
4: Can I tell them I'm Ronnie again, or do I, am I still Johnny?
2: No, you're you're Ronnie
4: you now. <laughs> well, th- this is the this is the bartender. She's just
0: that's sitting there.
4: Yeah, I'm masking Kelsar anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm Ronnie. Oh, uh,
0: I mean, <laughs> I thought you were.
5: Is it busy or is it slow or?
0: It's not too busy right now because it's like two o'clock in the afternoon.
5: Oh, yeah, okay.
0: So there's uh, there's a couple people there, maybe like they're smoking on a pipe and they're maybe playing a game of cards, but it's it's not very busy at all. Why don't you guys take a seat? I'll hop on by in a couple minutes.
2: For sure, thank you.
0: You guys grab a seat and like a little ways away from the other people there, and it's it's fairly comfortable in here. You know, it's the temperature is starting to dip a little bit. You guys notice that the weather's starting to slowly change to fall. The winds are getting a little cooler off the water. You see that what trees are in the city, their leaves are slowly starting to change color. There we are, guys. She comes by the table. What can I get for you?
2: You know what? I'm starving and
0: I'm stressed. You want a full course and a beer? Full course and a beer, please. How much? Make it two, please. That's uh, a gold a person.
2: I put two gold down. You know what? One for me. No, I put three gold down. One for me, one for Borodon, and you know what? Get yourself something nice.
3: Thank you, Kelser. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> a
0: gold a drink? She takes that.
3: <laughs> it's food and a drink.
0: She looks over at MZ and Ronnie. What can I get for you guys? Those two just ordered uh, the full, they're getting like a full heavy meal and a big drink.
4: Why don't you get me two drinks and half a full meal? Yeah, I could do that. One gold.
3: Lucas, uh, how much would a person make in like in this scenario? Like per day or something?
4: Well, like two silver.
3: Like one gold. It's pretty expensive. What, yeah, like...
4: one one gold seems like a whole lot. Yeah, of money.
3: I mean, you sure it's one gold, Lucas? Wink, mm-hmm. wink. I still have
0: 451 gold. I'm like...
3: No, 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 I know, I know. I mean, uh...
0: I... am I'm very sure that's what she's charging. The man who came in here and destroyed her stage is asking for some food with his friend. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's one gold.
3: Uh, we're still repairing, paying for all the damage. Yeah. Yeah, that's my goal
2: is the donation of my, oh, yeah. our bullshittery. Our
0: bullshittery is now a word officially.
5: <laughs>
0: so, how about you yourself, mister? She looks over at MC.
5: Nothing I'm good.
0: You are fairly hungry, but is he just gonna go without?
5: I don't trust this establishment. Like when I came here with Kelsar, didn't have anything to eat or drink either and yeah.
0: So she's like, "All right," and she wanders off. She comes back pretty quick oh, with you guys' food, it. and then goes back behind the bar.
5: I have uh, I have a ration that I can eat.
2: Oh, good gods! I, Ditha, I needed this.
3: I start chomping down and you know do my thing. So I ask him, are you're, you're not having anything?" No,
5: oh. I I don't trust this place.
2: I I I wave a drumstick and I say, "Want zone? Makes you feel better.
3: That why 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 do you feel like that? I mean, I'm just curious.
5: Because like like Ronnie said earlier, nothing good ever happens here.
3: Nothing good ever happens around Ronnie. Like let let's be honest, he's pure chaos.
5: And we're but, around him right now.
4: I feel like I've taken no damage this entire game, <laughs> and I'm holding a bag of a hundred gold. <laughs> Yeah, things look pretty good around me. <laughs> yeah, honestly, Ronnie's kind of like coming out on top
0: so far. It's probably the, one of the best years of his life.
5: And I'm just, I'm just gonna keep an eye on everybody that's in this building.
3: Oh, thank you. I mean, if if you if you want something, just grab from my from my plate. There, there's a lot.
2: Yeah, for sure, MZ. Mine too. Uh, I will. I'm pretty positive it's not poisoned.
3: Yeah, you
0: don't feel sick for me, Daniel Kelsar?
2: So guys, what have we learned? Where are we at right now? We've been through a lot.
3: So we're trying to, like, stitch, stitch the pieces together to see yeah. if we have found some lead. <sighs> I don't... I don't know. Like, to be honest, it has been such... We've been all over the place. Um, MZ died which is insane. I mean, it is good to know that we actually have extra lives or whatever, we can actually regenerate. But, like, what? Like, you said that you are exactly the same, but it feels like it should take a toll, you know? I'm, I'm just saying that because when I resurrect people, like, when my uh, church like when we used to resurrect people that usually it takes a toll like you have to give something in order to be revived so that that's why i'm i'm so curious about your current condition
2: i got a question for rodan mm. um regarding your resurrection could you resurrect anyone or say if they died of natural causes would that not apply
3: um only if the person dies of age, we, we can't revert that. Okay. But if the person dies, uh, like, on an accident or, like, a sword stabbed through his chest, we can actually resurrect him.
2: Okay, that makes sense. Thank
3: you. But, yeah, no problem. So, MZ, I don't know what to tell you. Um... I mean, I'm not doubting you. I just wanted to know. So, if we can help you in any way, right?
5: If anything, I feel stronger in a way, like... What do you mean stronger?
3: I don't know. Do you feel you have more control over your powers now or something? Because, I mean, it's pretty clear that our powers are, are also coming from this parasite in our, you know, in our arms. And yours has grown, so maybe one thing is tied to the other? Have you tried something new? Have you tried, like, using your power after you died? No, not
2: yet. We didn't necessarily have a chance to try it yet.
3: I'm I'm thinking of after I talk to that purple mage, I'm I'm really thinking in trying to use my power in very small things, just to see, like, what are the thresholds, you know? Because I don't want to get I don't want to age again just like I did
5: when you when you used your powers did you feel something watching us because I felt watched
3: yes I do it's because yeah. it, it is sort of known that I mean at least when I was reading the books about I mean I've been I usually read only like more religious books but I read about civilizations as well and there was like this one civilization that got wiped, and they started tapping on like this time power, like chronomancy. And um, I I know that they just got vanished, but I don't feel, I don't think they actually jumped into the future. I really feel that they were destroyed by something because they've started to know. They like to get too much power from it. So maybe the same things that destroy this civilization, they I don't know, maybe they're actually looking at us at the same time. It's too much power, you know? Like time is like I can move forward or backwards in time just like I did. Imagine that power. And I have absolutely no control over it. I mean, I do. I, I know how to start it. But I don't know how to stop it, I don't know the actual consequences of it.
2: I don't know much about time travel, but you could also potentially damage reality itself, from what I understand. Yes. It's very dangerous power board on... I mean, it, it, it's a good idea, definitely a good idea to, to visit this purple mage, to get a better grasp on it.
3: Yeah, that's exactly what I'll do, because seriously, I, I don't want to hurt Anyone in this group? No. I mean, clearly, right? That 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 will never be my intention. Well, I mean, if Ronnie starts acting up, I'll probably just hurt him. But hurt <laughs> we no, he, he has the nicest suit. I would never do that. But um, what I'm saying is, if that thing goes off, if my power, you know, it's I don't know what, because I I can live up to 300 years, like or 3 to 350 years so aging for me is not that bad but what happens if i start I start aging you guys i don't know what if i start aging everything around me or if i put like uh, just a piece of land back in time and then if i just return a thousand years and maybe it was a rock so we will be we we'll go we would go back in time inside a rock so we would probably die.
2: Or not, or not. maybe at this point it would be a good idea to maybe refrain from using your powers until he seen this, see this purple mage. Yeah. I you know, I understand what you're trying to do, but we gotta think about the risk versus reward, right?
3: Yes, and that's exact. I mean, I know that I've used my power wrong. I was selfish. Yes. Um, yeah, back then with Doomsayer.
2: You seem to have matured from that experience, though, and you realize the, the weight that you carry.
3: Like while um, while Kelsar is saying that, I just uh, hold my like the holy symbol, you know, and I just look down at my at my holy symbol, you know, like the the Dumathoin symbol, and I say, yeah, I, I I think I got a little bit better on that um, on that regard. I feel that I'm I matured. I, I mean, and that's the problem. I've always had a bunch of servants doing... I know what I am. And I'll tell you, it's hard. Like, when those situations, they actually happen. When, I mean, of course, I I, I had, like, um, this whole training to... To, um, like, quote-unquote, like, hold my urges, you know, to try to be as humble as possible... But it's, it's hard. Sometimes I face situations that I'm not um, used to, and then I, you know, Bordan. that that was one of those situations. And I'm sorry.
2: Of course, it's okay, Borodan. What you have to realize, too, is that all of us here, all of us sitting at this table, we're all out of our elements. We all have wives and families, loved ones that we were all taken away from in a whim.
3: Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not trying to make an excuse. I'm just saying no. that I'll try to use my power only when it's really necessary.
2: Hold on, you can't keep beating yourself up over it though, either. And at the same time, we've all made mistakes. I've I've lashed out and and acted without thinking. All of us have. Well, what's important is that we we own what we do, and we learn from the experience, and we move on. And you seem to have learned from that and you will from what you're saying is that you're going to be more responsible for that and that's all you can do is just be better
3: every day i agree just trying to be better
2: try to be better yeah. that's all we can do but we have to realize that we ha- we are part of a very very important mission the fate of all existence is in our hands
3: which is a huge responsibility
2: Absolutely. So if any way that you can... Anything you can do control your powers and help us move forward, I mean, I'm all for it. You have my support.
3: Thank you. I really needed that. Take that off my chest. Thank you.
2: Of course. Of course, my friend. And, MZ I gotta ask you. When the, the Mind Flayer killed you, he
5: said... Our people are saved. What did he mean by that? Do you know anything? I have no idea. They've been killing my people for so long that it's just...
2: When I talked to Astoria, she mentioned that you were connected, you were special from the other Geth Yankee.
5: What did she tell you?
2: Uh, She didn't tell me much, uh, other than the fact that there's something different about you that defines you from the other Geth. There's obviously something special about you. Maybe it would benefit you to delve deeper into that, maybe find information about what your connection is to the to the elephant.
5: Well, I'll tell you right now my connection to them is that I'm gonna kill every single one of them.
2: I know that your path hasn't changed from that, but there's a reason why he said that that his people are saved.
3: yeah, he actually felt like it felt like he was glad, right.
2: He was glad. He was ready to die. Yeah, it felt like he succeeded in something.
3: Yeah, he did his mission.
2: There's obviously something connected, and if he could find out about that, maybe you can completely. It would help you in your mission, right? So it doesn't hurt to not find out about it.
5: Yeah, I, I agree.
3: Like, I I understand. Like that sounds very interesting. Like just decimating every one of them, but and I'm not saying that. That's not important, but we should always focus on our mission.
2: Our mission foremost. Yeah. Is the most important.
3: Yeah, I, I would, I would actually help you. You know, I would go through lengths to actually help you. But we really need to focus on our mission because it doesn't matter if we kill all of them. Then, like the primordial evil, just I don't know, just wakens and.
2: It would be nothing in the end.
3: Yeah, the entire universe is just, or reality itself, is just is destroyed, right? Of
5: course.
0: So Kelsar, while you're sitting there, something occurs to you. You haven't seen Diarna for probably since Ordon actually brought you back in time.
2: Guys, Diarna, she's. We haven't seen her in a long time. Ever since. Ever since we got transported back backwards in time, we have not seen Diana.
3: Why wasn't she with us? Oh yeah, that's true. Wait, no, I brought her back with us, right? Didn't I? I don't think you did. Oh, f- did I forget her in like time?
2: Bored on, just on, Just calm down. That's the... my order is still here. My order is in this dimension.
3: Uh, okay, but I mean... <laughs>
2: if... But here's the thing, if anyone knows where Diana is, it would be down. And worst case, and here's another thing. There's other ways to track her down. We could find her again.
3: But l- l- let's let's be real. The problem with time is I don't know if we actually got back in time, in our own dimension. Or if I just moved ourselves into another dimension where the events didn't happen yet.
2: Or no, there's nothing we could do about that, though.
3: Well, we can just go to your order and, and ask for her, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. But I'm saying that, that those actions, your actions, back then, there's nothing we could do about it. The only thing we could do is accept it. But we, I would like to know where Diana is.
3: I, I totally agree with you.
2: And... I've also been in contact with my order. They're all here. Every single one of them. Well,
0: the ones that have survived, at least.
3: Wait. We, we should go to him.
0: Yeah. You. Well, you guys are aware of his order was in another dimension.
3: I. Um, I would
2: like to see them again. Or at least make sure they're okay, or or if they need help or or something, and maybe they could help me.
3: Well, that that's a place we could start. That's for certain.
2: Yeah. And if we can get their support, too, to help us end the war, we, we would have allies on our side. And it shouldn't be hard to convince them, right?
3: I don't know. I don't know your order. I really hope they are down for it, because we need, like, as much help as we can. But, I mean, would they be okay to... like, how is your order? Like, because, like, when I was in your dream... I'm very important to their order. Okay. Because when I was in your dream, it felt like her order was strict.
2: The they are strict. They only wanted me to be the best version of myself.
3: Uh. Are they fair? Are they just? I don't know. Uh. I don't know anymore. Okay. I I I, I I'm just concerned that cuz I mean, it's not like that we should be talking about like we should be opening up. To everybody right explaining your situation because how are we going like if they don't know where Dierna is how are we going to exp- I'm a vet. I'm a vessel you're a, a what? I'm their vessel in what sense what vessel of what 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 are you holding?
2: Yagditha is inside me
3: your god? yes your god is inside of you? Is that why you were holding like that um, that gem?
2: Yes. I don't know how much time I have left, but...
3: Time? I mean, what are you talking about?
2: I'm on a time limit.
3: Wait, what? Uh...
2: Eventually, Yagditha will take complete control of me.
3: Can I check that? Uh, uh, Wait, wait, Lucas. I do have, um...
0: You can use knowledge, religion.
3: No, no, not just knowledge, religion. I want to use knowledge, religion, and stone cutting, stone cunning, because I really wanted to learn about that rock that he's holding. Can I do that?
2: Sure. Be careful, Borodon. Okay. I've been told that. I've been told that if Ronnie touches it, it will blow his hand
3: off. Well, because he's chaos, right? Yeah, he is. Maybe it's just reacting. On chaos, But they didn't say anything about you, and I'm concerned for your safety as well. It's going to be super awkward, but it will cast protection from good on myself.
0: Interesting. Okay.
3: Yeah. And then I, I, like, I put a glove on, and then I, like... So, can you please um, show me the stone? I just wanted to check on it.
2: Okay, but don't remove it from me. I won't. Okay.
3: So, Lucas two things. One is I'm going to use um, so I'll use guidance on myself and I'm using uh, stone cunning and religion. Roll with
0: advantage then.
3: Okay. And 24.
0: You're looking at this stone and what you can gain this is obviously divine magic that's being used in it. And ion stones are usually arcane. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing that throws you off. Second, this stone very much seems like it's designed to keep Kelsar sane. Keep his mind strengthened. So, keep him together. You know what I mean?
3: It's like, quote-unquote, like a not necessarily like a lucky charm, but it's something that...
0: It it helps him up. And so, another thing clicks in your head though, whenever you've read stories, read these fables of dwarven paragons that have taken the god unto themselves so that they can become incredibly powerful in battle and just wipe out the foe. They've always died in the end because the mortal body is not meant for the god's divinity.
3: So it it actually makes sense for Gelser. Yeah.
0: Everything he's saying makes sense. This this ion stone that's floating around his head seems like exactly what you would use if you were trying to sustain the body longer. Mm -hmm. And you've also now seen Kelsar go into this strange, fiery state when you're fighting those ghouls where the flames not only were on his eyes, but on his horns, on his tail, and he had this like flaming cape Mm -hmm. that was around his uh, shoulders. Okay. And his voice also sounded quite different.
3: Like, it's... Sort of reson, not resonates, but like it's something. It's just like there are two voices at the same time.
0: Yeah, think of it like uh, as far as like like the Protoss how they talk.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, like it's not necessarily like an echo, but like a vroom. like ethereal. Yeah. Okay, you know? like it's yeah. vibrating in a sense.
0: Like there's power around it.
3: So do I know something else? Like by the like by the cutting of that stone, is the stone perfect? Or is it like okay?
0: Yes, there's not a single flaw in it.
3: Can I see something in it, like a flame, or or is it just a stone?
0: It's just a light blue stone.
3: So there is nothing else I can learn from it. Not at all. Okay, so I'll just tell Kelsar. Yeah, I mean, like by uh, like analyzing this stone, and it's not just that. Usually those stones, they they are arcane, but this stone. Is actually uh, divine and I've seen stories of previous warriors that tried to try to imbue themselves with the power of the gods and um, they actually met their fate in the end like they did slain their foes but in the end they were consumed because the mor- mor- like the mortal mortal body body It's not supposed to hold so much power. But is there, like, any way for us to help you?
2: I chug the rest of my beer.
0: (laughs) It goes down. You don't even notice it. I mean,
3: sorry to be so blunt. No, I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Ronnie,
5: do you believe in gods?
0: No. Yeah, so all this sounds like a bunch of fucking hullabaloo.
5: And actually, neither do I, so...
0: I mean, MZ, your city, isn't it built on a dead god?
5: It's built on a dead god, yeah.
0: You guys are hearing this story. You're hearing Bordon confirm it through his analyzing of this stone that's just floating around Kelsar's head. I mean, you've both seen Kelsar act that way. You've heard the voice that resonated out of him, but you all have weird powers too, right? I don't know what to do. Not yet,
3: at least. We will discover. Like... Uh, I, I give you my word that, like, I'll do my best to, to find out a way we can actually help you.
2: Pat board on, on the back. Thank you. I, I, I don't expect you to figure it out. I, I as long as it doesn't distract us from our mission. That.
3: I'm, I'm not saying, like, uh, like, that I'm going to figure it out, per se, but I'm saying...
2: No, like, I, I know, I know.
3: But... I'm going to help you... Like, whenever you need.
2: I appreciate that, my friend.
3: No problem. Yeah. Always a pleasure.
2: Our main focus more important. More important than any of us. It's this mission. It's our priority. It's our responsibility to follow through.
3: But the moment one of us die, for real, what will happen? We have no idea. So that's what that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm watching your back and I'll help you the way I can if it doesn't interfere with our mission, right? Of course. I'm just saying, like, we don't know. It, it, it doesn't mean that...
2: Ordon, your dad... Wait. He's with a friend of mine. Chenille.
3: My dead, Dead...
2: My... Your deceived...
3: Dead... The king.
2: Yes, Ordon. He's with Chenille. He's part of my order.
3: Yeah, but you mean my father Borden? That, that's absurd.
2: I, 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 I thought the same thing. He's
3: dead. I mean...
2: i You know, I, I thought Chenille was dead too, but look look where we are. I thought my whole order was destroyed. <sighs> Nothing is impossible anymore.
3: But what if they're doppelgangers? I mean, I, I don't know. I saw in my vision that my dad, he had a symbol different from ours. You know, I saw my dad, like, in one of my visions, but that's the thing. What if it's not my dad? Or what if it's a doppelganger or a mimic? Like, not the regular mimics, just like the ones that we had to fight uh, inside that creepy house. But something that just, you know, thinks it's my dad, but maybe it's a ghoul. It's an animated body. I mean, we are technically animated bodies, I guess.
2: Or on anything's possible. And yes, there is that chance, but at the same time, this is also a lead. All of us are connected somehow. All of our worlds are connected somehow in this mission.
3: But can't you see, like, that statement of yours is extremely dangerous? Anything's possible? I mean, things can go sideways, you know, way more than, you know, being right, you know. All right
2: disagree with you there. At the same time, doing nothing will lead us nowhere either.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I totally agree that we shouldn't just be in the dark about that.
2: And this isn't something that we should ignore too, but what if there's the chance that they're high-ranking officers of of the enemy? Wouldn't it be worth it to find them out? At least interrogate them or to get us closer to the end?
3: But but that that's what I'm saying, like, I don't want to be in the dark, I just want to be cautious. You know, it's just not because they have this skin of of our loved ones that we should just embrace them. I'm just saying that we should...
2: I'm not saying we should embrace them either, completely.
3: No, no, and I understand, I'm just saying, like, we should be as cautious as possible.
2: I agree. But we can't prepare for everything either.
3: I guess. I mean, otherwise we wouldn't be doing anything, right?
2: Otherwise, we wouldn't be in the situation to begin with.
0: I guess. So as you guys are sitting there, you're talking, you hear the sound of the door opening. And looking over, you guys all sort of turn in unison. MZ glances up from what he was staring at. Ronnie was fiddling with the piece of paper, and he looks up. And you two turn. And you see the one cultist that little Kelsar you recognize him and Ronnie you recognize him as well. He was the guy who gave you that amulet you there you are
2: What do you want with us?
1: Oh my goodness, travelers, Giles always shows up in the worst of moments. It's just like, oh, this is turning out to be a real nice thing. And Giles is all like, Oh, hey there. How are you
4: doing, Death Shift?
1: And it's just like, what the frick, you know? Just, just, uh, he always irked me, you know, ever since he came on over from Eberron. And he's all like, Oh, hi. Wing over gimbal is it? I heard you're a famous gnome bard. And he's standing around like thirteen corpses of my friends, and I'm like, oh frick! Yeah, it's pretty much been like that since I've known him, I guess. Uh, but travelers, this was a—it was a good time. We got to learn a few things from our people, which is always great. And I hope you're ready to stick around to the end because we still have that special promo for you to listen to. And uh, travelers, always remember—if you got some time, why don't you hop on down to? Easy Roller Dice. They have some fantastic sets of dice there. They actually just brought in some new gigantic ones, so if you have a hard time reading those tiny little numbers on your dice, then maybe go all out, get that giant D20, because, you know, you deserve it. And use the promo code, Ballad7Dice, it'll get you 10% off. That's pretty rad. Oh, well, travelers, as always, if you want to come see us, you can... Hop on over to the Twitter sphere, maybe leave us a review on the iTunes or the Stitcher, or uh, you know, even just hop on over to see what's going on on our Patreon. We got all sorts of new stuff coming out. Always got some little audio journals happening of each of the characters, and we we have special one-shots that are on there. This, it's just some fun extra story. Our latest one is Lowbacks Robs a Bank, and uh, it's quite funny and a lot of skateboarding actually. My travelers, I must be off. I have plenty to do and no time to do it. I bid you all adieu.
2: Hey, I'm Steven, the DM from the newly launched Not Quite Heroes Podcast, a real-play D&D 5e podcast set in the world of Aventhear. Join us as our band of unlikely adventures uncovers the secrets of this world built by a collaboration of creators from many of your favorite podcasts. You can find us at notquiteheroespodcast.com or on your favorite podcatcher such as Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NQH Podcast to keep up with our latest updates.